Ladies and gentlemen, enough is enough. It's time for a change, says Tony Khan. We got some big news to talk about this week. It's the Wrestling Edge Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. Join each and every week by your other two favorite hosts of any wrestling podcast that's out there, Garrett G. Money Mun and the Tennessee Jesus, Carl Crossland. Fellas, what's going on? Netflix, uh, man. Look at Toronto. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did, and uh, I also have the cock out. So. <laughs> awesome. We will talk about that too. Garrett and I were in attendance for Monday Night Raw live from the PNC Arena here in Raleigh. You know, I'm going to do it. North Carolina. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good times there. We got some uh some news and rumors from uh Uncle Dave, Dave Meltzer that is, to debunk freaking lying piece of trash. Uh yeah. All right. Speaking of pieces of trash, follow our Twitter, WrestleGetting Pod with one D, Instagram, WrestleGetting Pod with two Ds, and for the underscore collection, Facebook.com slash WrestleGetting Pod and YouTube.com slash for the collection. And you can also be sure to buy some of our merch if you head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleGettingPodcast and RedBubble.com slash People slash WrestleGettingPod where you can now get an amazing snapback WrestleGetting hat. Yeah, buddy. Or if you're one of those people that likes dad hats, you can get one of those too. Yes. RedBubble is exclusive. I got two words for you. I thought Garrett would say suck it, but <laughs> I was trying to think of something clever to say. Uh, <laughs> oh, we better move on. We're gonna be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome! All right, I don't have any follow up from last week. We were pretty solid on that. Um, we did talk talk about a little bit about that dark side of the ring thing. Rick Flair, I guess, had some follow up comments for that. Um, basically saying that he did not force force a stewardess to touch his junk, so, but he was naked. Yeah, and he said he did them a lot of things that you know he's not proud of. But that um, is, yeah. I I would imagine. You, know, you live that life as a nature boy. You live that gimmick. You you do some things. To, to keep that mystique, especially in that time frame where you lived your gimmick anytime you were in the public eye 24-7, like, K-Fabe was real. And that's, that's how it was. Well, now K-Fabe is dead. <laughs> Thanks, Internet. Yeah. And Obama. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's jump into the news. Hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. Number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hoaxers hotline, 
You may do so by dialing one 900 One pretty big piece of news uh, here. We're going to save that for last, actually, because it's um, a pretty big thing that we're going to get into like a whole discussion on. Um, we'll start off here. Disney Plus actually has a new short on there, new, one of their new Spark shorts. Um, it's called Nona, uh, which is about a grandmother uh, who's trying to watch some wrestling on her uh, Sunday afternoon, but ends up and having to babysit her granddaughter, who <laughs> ends up just distracting her grandmother the entire time from watching her uh, pay-per-view. It's a very cute and very adorable short. Um, just the wrestling theme plays a pretty, pretty solid part in there. But I mean, when you like all the Disney stuff, it's it up eventually just revolves around family. So, but uh, the wrestling thing was pretty cool. The name of the pro promotion was U E W W. So WWE backwards is actually pretty cool. There was a guy in there named Leg Day. Leg Day. <laughs> and it was ironic because his legs were chicken, chicken legs. <laughs> nice. It was awesome. So if you guys have Disney Plus, definitely check that out. It was, it's well worth the, uh, it's like five minutes. So it's pretty cool. The Spark Shorts. And that actually just came out this week. It's pretty sweet, pretty fun little family thing. Uh, Keith Lee is now known as the Bearcat Keith Lee. Um, I actually did not catch that. Um, Garrett, while you were getting food, <laughs> I did the main either. event tapings. Um, I did not catch them, um, announce Keith Lee as the Bearcat, but I guess they're in the main event, the actual, um, uh, program. You could, he was announced as Bearcat. Oh, so, okay. So, Better than I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is with, uh, WWE giving people like animal nicknames. It's just, it's weird. I don't know. I like Bearcat. That's a pretty cool nickname. There's actually, I saw a bit of a story behind that Bearcat name too. Um, let's see if I can, I might not be able to find it in. Oh, it was, um, like nickname Bearcat. They're saying maybe an homage to Bearcat, right? Um, uh, black professional wrestler from the 50s and the 60s is a former WWA world heavyweight champion. Um, and he was posthumously inducted into the legacy wing of the Hall of Fame in 2017. So he was a, a legacy addition to the Hall of Fame. So that's where they're, they're saying the Bearcat name may be an homage to him. So if that's the case, that's pretty cool. Yeah. No hate on that. Like, it's cool. It's I, I prefer Limitless, but Bearcat's like kind of. I do. I, it's different. It's like more of like a unique thing than having like a like an animal nickname because we got Riddle calling himself a freaking stallion. And we got the Viper, um, the Rattlesnake. We had the Rabid Wolverine, so the Pitbull. Like they're just. Uh... What if he went with like the bear claw and like came bear out claw. with like pastries? <laughs> oh, playing to the fat guy stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> he just have he can come out with a chef hat on too. <laughs> <laughs> he just throws out fucking bear claws there, buddy. 
You get one. You get one. Who wants a bear claw? <laughs> <laughs> I got apple and cherry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, let's see. We talked about this right here when we started the show. Dave Meltzer reported a mass exodus of fans at Raw during the Charlotte and Alexa Bliss segment. Uh, Garrett, do you recall anybody leaving during that segment? I, sure saw them I don't know. I mean, there may have been people leaving, but I don't recall a mass exodus. Yeah, it definitely wasn't, you know, 1,500 people leaving. Um, majority of the people that I saw leave uh, throughout the show, like, it wasn't just that segment, but people had left. Uh, during that segment, after that segment, prior to that segment, was mostly people that had kids. So, like, more than likely they had school in the morning. Their parents didn't want them to be out all night. So. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, I didn't get beat up by a kid at the show, so. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I think what they left probably after they left, the Charlotte? They left right before the main event. Right before the main event. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what grinds my gears, though. Is the people at the fucking event that have to leave early because they're like, oh, it's gonna be bad getting out of here. Fucking oh, the traffic. Actually, it was really easy to get out of there. We got out of there quickly. It wasn't bad. Um, it was not bad. It was like we one went of the best to, times I've ever gotten out. When we went to SmackDown a couple of years back, we got out pretty easily too. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. So. Yeah. I'm just saying, there's always the people that want to leave fucking early. Like you go to a football yeah. game and they're like, we're going to leave during the third quarter. And it's like, well, why'd you even fucking go? We're going to leave. <laughs> you leave before the main event. Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Oh, we already saw Roman and uh, Bobby and Biggie. Uh, I need to watch and Biggie. Biggie. Oh, they all rested earlier tonight. <laughs> if I went to AEW, I might have left during the main event. I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, and Carl and I kind of agree on some things with that, but it's just, yeah. Um, yeah, great. Uh, yeah, so yeah, there's no mass exes of fans. Like, I don't know where the fuck Melcher gets his shit from. I think he makes half of it up, honestly. Um, yeah, cause I had someone in, one of the guys in the Fig Cave group who's local, but is in that group too, or no, it was in the, one of our local toy groups is asking about, Ron, if there was like a huge, like, you heard like 1500 fans have left. I was like, nah, dude. Like, the arena was still pretty, pretty packed. Like, I think you would notice, you'd notice 1500 fans leaving. Oh. Maybe he knows a, uh, a fat guy named Exodus and so he left. There was like a mass Exodus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a mass. <laughs> Oh, mass exodus. So. <laughs> oh, man. Jesus. Yeah, Meltzer, get your shit right, man. Come on. Uh, all right, big news this week. This is huge. Uh, the, this was definitely the, the talk of the wrestling world, like, all week. Um, the Owen Hart Foundation has inked a deal with AEW um, to honor the legacy of the late great Owen Hart. Um, it was announced on Monday. Um, part of this collaboration, there will be an annual Owen Hart Cup tournament uh, that will be launched within AEW, and the winner will receive a cup called the Owen. 
that's actually I'm kind of excited for that. Like I'm just curious if they're gonna do a single or a tag tournament. I have a feeling it's gonna be a single tournament, but but uh if Brian Pillman Jr. is not the first winner of this tournament, I I've lost all hope for AEW. Uh, also with that, we're going to get some original Owen Hart merchandise, uh, which will also be produced and distributed by AEW, including Owen Hart action figures from Jazzwares. So yes, as part of AEW's Jazzwares line, Unrivaled, Unmatched series, we will start to get new Owen Hart figures. This has been like everyone's like top number one figure wish list is Owen Hart figures. So yeah, for them the, to... The only thing, though, are they going to be able to use any of the, like, WWE <laughs> guitar, or is it going to be, like... Pre- they'll probably have to tweak it. Um, And I think it's going to have whatever logo that they're using for the Owen Hart Foundation on there. Um, and so it's not going to be, like, exactly like it, like, like the WWE gear, Um, but it'll be... They'll have to, they'll have to tweak the gear. So we won't see like the King of Hearts with the Slammy on the side. Uh, we'll probably see something similar to it, but not not the Slammy. My favorite tights would be the uh, um, the ones where he was a uh, black cart. Yeah. yeah. Is that the one with the caution tape, or just the? No, not the, not the caution not the tape. Name. The one that had like the it was like black tights, and it had like the. What was the purplish uh, color part on there? Wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like. The, yeah. Like purple, pinkish looking, like bluish color. Yeah, that was yeah. on before we transitioned back to the blue blazer gimmick. Yeah. yeah. So, that I do, I do know which one you're talking about, and that was probably one of my favorites too. That and some of like the earlier stuff. But I'm pretty sure we're going to see a lot of his early ring attire from like Sampede Wrestling and things like that. So, <clears throat> but pretty psyched for that. Get the new heart, uh, the new heart, uh, foundation, where, like, with the checkered pants and. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, the cool thing with that is WWE doesn't own the, uh, the Hitman logo. It's actually the, the Calgary Hitman, Hitman's hockey team logo. So then we might be able to see, um, an actual, Owen Hart with a uh, Hart Foundation jacket with that logo on the back of it. That'd be pretty cool. So I'd be excited for that. Um, also, also Owen will be included in the uh, AEW video game coming out um, whenever that game is supposed to come out. So he'll be in, involved in that game in some capacity. I imagine he's probably going to be DLC for that <coughs> at a yeah. later date. So. Get an Owen uh, 316 shirt. <laughs> I just broke your neck. <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh, that's I'm really psyched about that. Um that like it's been years. Like I have like one of the, the bone Owen Hart bone crunchers from Jax. Um uh, I think it's the, the first actually the first Owen Hart figure that they put out um with like the long hair. So I don't have any of the short hair ones though, but that was, those Jack's figures were some of the last ones that were produced. Uh, and I think that actually the last one to come out was possibly the Blue Blazer one. If I'm not mistaken. There might have been another one after that, but I know the Blue Blazer was one of the last ones that came out. So 
but good stuff there. Um, before we get into the figure news, which is a little, little low this week, um, I will say, got a question. Favorite Owen Hart feud? Um, so I'm going to preface all these questions by saying I can't answer any of these questions. So you guys can talk about it while I uh, <laughs> figure some other stuff out. <sighs> Man, this is, a t- this is a tough one. Because uh, I can think of like a bunch of feuds that I enjoyed. Uh, of course, like probably the best known feud. Uh and probably led to some of his most notable matches was the feud with his brother. Um, he had uh, a pretty good feud with the... Uh, well, I don't know if you were called a feud, but the like with British Bulldog when they were starting to break up. Like, and they yeah. faced each other for the, uh, for the European champion like right before they started the... Heart Foundation, not the tag team Heart Foundation, but the like stable Same. Heart Foundation. Yeah. Um, I I enjoyed. Uh, a lot of people don't like it, but I enjoyed the feud with Shamrock. That Shamrock feud was good. That we got the was that the one, that's the one we got the um the dungeon match right. You got the dungeon match, and then you got the one where they did cage. The lions, <clears throat> the, uh, the lions uh, den. Yeah. They did a dungeon and then they did the lines didn't match. I was like, I don't uh, know how anybody did not like that few Lone Heart and Ken Shamrock. That was good stuff. Yeah, that uh, was good. Uh, I mean, the Austin feud really wasn't, but like two matches. Um, yeah. You know, he broke his neck and then I, th- <laughs> I don't think Austin really wanted to work with him again, but I think the company kind of forced him to. And, yeah. Uh, they had a, you know, a match. When Stone Cold returned, you know, he beat, uh, beat Owen for the Intercontinental title, I think. Actually, no, it was the IC title. He won the match where he broke his neck. Yeah, no, but didn't he win it back? Because didn't Owen Hart win it in like a tournament? And then I think it's, that was probably, I think I want to say, I want to say Austin like interfered. Uh, so, so Owen would win it so he could beat him for it. Yeah. I think. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong. I've been wrong about stuff before. But I won't say, like, Austin interfered on behalf <laughs> of Owen Hart, so he could beat Owen Hart for the belt. Because uh, he injured him at SummerSlam. And I forgot what pay-per-view it was. Where Was it No Mercy? It might have been. I don't remember. can't remember. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a good feed. Uh, I mean, he had a a couple matches with Michaels, um, uh, when, uh, uh, when he was in Nation of Domination and they were DX. Was it that, um, oh yeah, that was when they had the, uh. Oh, uh, the mixed nation? It wasn't like all. Well, no, it wasn't a mixed the, nation. I think it was towards the end of the nation. It was the end of the nation and the kind of, um, Owen Hart kind of joint. I guess he was like kind of like the leader almost, uh, like him and the rock. No, was, no, the rock was still in it. It was still the rock, Mark Henry. Yeah. Cause that's when DX did that skit and they had, uh, Jason Sensation do Owen Hart. 
Yeah, and they did the nugget thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which uh, that you will not be able to find that skit on Peacock um, due to the, uh, the amount of blackface that was in that skit. Um, if you'd like to see it, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. It was actually, it was actually pretty funny. Like the, the promo work was really good. <laughs> so, I, to me, I'm just going to go with my gut. And my gut tells me that I enjoyed the Kenshin Rock the most. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what's your, what's your, um, take? I mean, you can't, that, that was a great set of matches between, um, Shamrock and Owen, especially with the, the Lion's Den match, which we haven't seen since then. Uh, the dungeon match, we haven't seen one since then. So they're like one and done type matches that, you know, were unique to that story arc. Um, but it was still great technical matches. The other matches that they had outside of those gimmick matches. <clears throat> but like, if you really want to boil it down for me, it's definitely Brett versus Owen. Like, there's no better, like, brother versus, brother versus brother feud than that right there. Yeah, I mean, I think that's everybody's favorite, so I don't want to go with something different, but, uh. <laughs> but being yeah. like, Austin only being like a couple matches, like, like I said, it's not really a feud, but it was still made for a compelling TV, um, especially with like, Owen breaking Austin's neck, but Austin still wins the title. Austin has to relinqu- relinquish the title due to the broken neck. Owen gets the title back. We get the whole Owen 316. Um, and then we get, you know, Owen and Austin again for the Intercontinental title, with Austin winning it again from Owen, um, which pretty much just like skyrocketed Austin. Because uh, where'd he go from there? He went from Owen Hart to The Rock. And the two of them were feuding over the Intercontinental title for a while. I mean, they also, in, in that <clears throat> also they had, um, um, didn't, wouldn't it, it was, uh, when, it might have been before that, the, uh, Dude Love, remember, uh, Dude Love was kind of introduced against, uh, Owen and the British Bulldog, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Stone Cold and who was it was somebody. It was uh, Austin and Michaels were tag champs. Tag champs and then Michaels got injured and had yeah, to put um he had to relinquish like his title and then that's when Dude Love like came in as uh, Austin's partner because he needed a tag partner. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. That was pretty cool though. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got that. We're going to stick here a little bit more with the Owen Hart. So, there we go. Blackheart, the Rocket, or the King of Hearts? Like, which one is my favorite kind of? Yes. So, hold on, I got to kind of think about, like, when. <laughs> so, the Rocket is, like, kind of like. Uh, the singles after like the Heart Foundation and all that up until like the slimy thing, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Pretty much. Because he's like the rocket as part of the, uh, is like high energy and new Heart Foundation and. Yeah. 
Um, I'll go. I'll go with. I mean, I really like the black heart. Um, but I'm gonna go with the the King of Hearts because that when you talk about the feud with uh, Bret Hart, that's basically you know how he how he came up with that after. Um, yeah. I can't remember if he came out with it right after he beat uh, Bret in the Steel Cage match, but as after one of the matches, he you know started building himself as the King of Hearts. I gotta say. It's for me, it's, it's King of Hearts too, but Blackheart is like a really close one. Um, like especially the post nation of domination, like when they brought them back after the nation. Um, but yeah, King of Hearts is definitely like the Owen Hart that I remember, um, watching the most of. Like that's some great heel work with Owen. <clears throat> Garrett still has nothing. <laughs> I have nothing to say here. Oh man, sorry. This is some this is some good stuff, man. Like, definitely need to go back and check this out for our our younger listeners out there. Um, definitely pull up Peacock or YouTube or whatever, um, and find yourself some Owen Hart stuff. Like, you will not yeah, be disappointed. Hard. It's hard to do it on Peacock because you can't just search. Yeah, you can't them. search for Owen Hart. There's, you could on the network. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're overseas, you know, our UK listeners, um, <laughs> you can still search for Owen Hart on the network. So. <laughs> Lucky bastards. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, tag teams, Heart Foundation, High Energy, or Camp Cornette? Um, so the Heart Foundation is that the you're going with the new Heart Foundation or the Heart Foundation like the Heart Foundation day? like stable like Owen and British Bulldog. Okay, that that changes it up because I was like I like the <laughs> I mean don't get me wrong him and Nightheart were okay but it wouldn't be on my list of yeah definitely it definitely wasn't Owen and Davy Boy so yeah and like Nightheart and Brett like were. Leaps and bounds better than Neidhart and Owen, unfortunately. But yeah, um, this is a this is a kind of because High Energy wasn't a tag team for very long, <laughs> uh, <laughs> very long at all. But I just remember like the excitement of of uh, Owen Hart and Coco Beware. Uh, you know, they had these bright color types that kind of, you know, mimic the New Heart Foundation. Yep. Uh, and then they those, were both were like high suspenders. flyers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they both were high flyers. I mean, I just remember the excitement as like a little kid, like little, little kid, you know, uh, getting yeah. excited for that tag team. Uh, and it's like one of those tag teams, like I wish would have stuck around a little bit longer, but I think one of them got injured or something. Um, and then Camp Cornet, that's, uh, Yokozuna, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, another, <laughs> another, like, awesome tag team that, like, you, it's like one of those tag teams, like, you didn't think, like, uh, you didn't think would be a good tag team, you know, like, oh, it, it was one of, it was one of WWE's typical, Let's throw these two guys together as a tag team because we can't think yeah. of anything else to do with them right now. And it turned out to be like an amazing decision. Yeah. And you talk about like heat, like they got 
they got some good heat, especially with oh, uh, yeah. Cornette being their manager. Uh, it was because uh, it wasn't just Cornette; they had Mr. Fuji too. Yeah, had Mr. Fuji too, and then <laughs> they added they added other people into the stable. Like it turned into a stable. Uh, like yeah. I think like Vader joined, and yep. Um, somebody there's like a fourth person. I'm trying to think of. Who, it, who it, was, did they add Mankind to Camp Cornet? No, I think that was that. It might, it might have been happen. Bulldog. That might have been where, like, after... It might have been Bulldog or Nightheart. Um, but, um, yeah, I will I will go... Hmm, this is a tough one. Shit. I'll go Heart Foundation if, for, if it's Foundation. the Owen Heart Bulldog. Yeah, it is. It is a tough one. Um, I'm kind of torn between Camp Corna and uh, Heart Foundation, but like, I loved the Heart Foundation stable. Um, uh-huh. like especially you know that late <clears throat> that run before Brett had left to go to WCW, and they're like full on heels with Brian Pillman, and they um, had all the belts. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm actually going to go Heart Foundation as well. Um, honorable mention that uh, is, uh, and I really love this tech team was Owen and Jeff Jarrett, man. <clears throat> oh yeah, Owen and Jarrett, and the other yeah. uh, feud with China. <laughs> yeah. Puppies. Uh, let's see. All right, I just googled um, Camp Cornette just to see. We had uh, Yokozuna and Owen Hart. Um, they're attacking champions. They beat the Smoking Guns. <clears throat> That's where Camp Cornette. And then um, 95, uh, August 21st, 95 on Raw, they added British Bulldog, <clears throat> who, uh, who turned on Luger. Well, Luger was a no-show. He was replaced mm-hmm. by Diesel. Bulldog turned on Diesel becoming a heel and ended the Allied Powers tag team. Um, Bulldog formed an alliance with Cornette and joined Camp Cornette. Um, and they also were responsible for uh, breaking up the uh, two dudes with that attitude. What about Vader? Went Vader in it? Uh, Vader was added in in 1996. The Royal Rumble. Um, he debuted at the Rumble. Uh, Vader, Vader made his debut as participant in Royal Rumble, uh, fought his teammate Yokozuna, causing Yokozuna to leave Camp Cornette and turn into a fan favorite. So, Yokozuna left, became a face, feuded with Vader, uh, WrestleMania 12. Yeah, 12. Vader, Owen Hart, and a British Bulldog defeated Yokozuna, Ahmed Johnson, and Jake Roberts in six-man tag match. Okay, yeah. I remember that. The next uh, feud of Camp Cornette was People's Posse with Shawn Michaels, Ahmed Johnson, and Psycho Sid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then Vader left and uh, replaced Cornette with Paul Bearer. And that was in uh, uh, In Your House 10 Mind Games. There we go. Little little history rundown there on Camp Cornette. A little bit of the Owen Hart there. So, yeah, pretty uh, Owen-centric theme this week. But, I mean, 
he's one of the, the greatest of all time. Um, then unfortunately we don't get to see as much recognition from, from WWE, but hopefully, well, that's mainly due to, um, Owen's widow, who I can't really blame her on this one, doesn't want WWE using anything of Owen's for any type of monetary gain. Um, because of the way everything was handled after, um, his unfortunate death. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, figure news. Got a little bit here. Not a whole lot. Uh, Mortis, Chris Canyon is getting micro brawler, which will be, which is on sale today for pre-order. Um, it's only up for like five days. This shit's $20. Like seriously, like I really want this, but I'm not paying $20 for it. I mean, it's cheaper than those ones we saw at uh, Monday. Oh, the freaking, um, the Funko? <laughs> no, there were some, like, little micro-brawler things they had behind the counter. They were, like, 35 oh, I bucks. Oh, I didn't see those. I didn't see those at all. They were, like, 35 bucks. Damn. Yeah, they were, I was like, what the hell? Because I know I got that, a, um... That, remember that little Alexa Bliss thing was, like, 35 bucks? Oh, yeah, the freaking, uh, Lily dolls, $35. You get it? God no. God no, that thing was probably four inches. Yeah. But it's not. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So yeah, so Mortis has a new micro brawler. Hopefully, like this thing does amazing. Um, wherever this money is going to, like the um estate of Chris Canyon, like they deserve it. Canyon, like this definitely needs to happen. Um, I hope they sell a shit ton of these. I, I'm still kind of on the fence. I may cave and get one because of how awesome it looks with that $20 price tag and shipping, which is going to be like another five bucks. It's going to end up being like $25 for that micro roller that doesn't do anything. Um, but not really figure news, but also pro wrestling tees has a bunch of new Canyon shirts up as well. Um, quite a few different ones. There's a, a who better, uh, than Canyon shirt up there. There's one really awesome shirt that's like a split face shirt that's got Mortis on one side and Canyon on the other. Lots of cool stuff. So definitely check out ProWrestlingTees.com and look for the uh, the merchandise for Canyon. Um, and the last bit of figure news I've got, uh, Zombie Sailor Toys adds Amish Roadkill to the retro line. That's how you ECW fans out there, you get a retro figure of the angry Amish Roadkill. I feel like I remember that for some reason. <laughs> now the only thing we need is a Danny, Do- uh, Danny Doring to go with it. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> oh, awesome stuff there for figures. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's go bell to bell and get into some uh WWE stuff this week. Um AEW, we had the uh first night of Grand Slam. And 
get into some uh, WWE stuff this week. Um, AEW, we had the uh, first night of Grand Slam. We'll have the rest of that on Rampage this week, um, which was already pre-taped um, during uh, AEW Dynamite or prior to or whatever. But uh, let's talk Monday Night Raw. Garrett. I think it was pretty good, man. I think it was pretty good. I think there was a couple of shit spots, but for the most part, it was pretty good. Carl, what did you think overall? Of what, Raw? Yeah. I didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, you didn't see it? Okay. <laughs> it was pretty good. I mean, there was I thought you would have caught that. Like, the uh, whole night, I had Shayna Baszler thing was shit. I think it was that match. Um, and yeah, it was pretty much that match and the Dewdrop Evil Marie match. The crowd had absolutely no, yeah, uh, um, no involvement in it at all, especially Evil Marie and Dewdrop. Like, there was nothing for that match. Yeah. I would say that Alexa Bliss Charlotte thing was like a lower part to you. Yeah. I mean, it was better than the other two. Women's matches on there. Oh, 100%. Um, the tag match was good. It was short, yes. but it was pretty good. Yep. <clears throat> um, I was really disappointed to see Natty and Tamina lose. Um, cause everyone knows I'm a huge Natalia fan. Um, kind of sucks seeing them lose the tag titles. But when you have Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash as like the two big things right now outside of Charlotte and Alexa Bliss on your women's roster for Raw, then that's what's going to happen. Plus, we got the draft coming up after Extreme Rules anyway. So we'll see where that goal goes from there. Um, but yeah, overall, Raw was pretty good. Wasn't wasn't bad. Main event was good. It wasn't yes. awesome. Like The crowd would lead you to believe, but it was pretty good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, we, saw, we saw a new tag team on Raw. We did see a new tag team with uh, Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza. So, Which is pretty good. That sounds, that sounds like a good tag team. Yeah, right. they look they look good. I mean, they beat Mustafa Ali and Mansoor, like something to write home about, but... No. I'm kind of surprised we didn't see a Mason T-Bar. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't see Mason uh, T-Bar. Well, the thing that kills me is like, like I was talking to you like during the show. Mace is actually from Chapel Hill. Oh, is crazy. he? Is yep. Uh, the That's NXT show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the NXT show that I went to, um, a couple years back that they had at the Durham Armory. Uh, he was actually on the show. Um. He's from he's from the Chapel Hill area. So. Interesting. What was what was his announcer name? <laughs> Dio Dio Madden. Dio Madden. Yep. Yeah, he's actually from from the Triangle area, so kind of surprised didn't have him on there. I was also upset. Why can we not get in North Carolina the hurricane in a segment with Nikki Ash? Like that would have blew the roof off of that arena. Is Parker, Hurricane with WWE right now? I would say it's probably because Shane Helms doesn't want to do anything with WWE. He's he's part he's an agent for WWE. Oh, is it? Yeah, so he's one of the match producers. Oh, 
Oh fuck! Why didn't you do it? That's what I'm saying. Add him up on Twitter. I did. (laughs) I'm sure he'd be more than willing to do it. It's just getting uh, a. It's probably something that WWE's not wanting to do. Probably. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, let's see. So that was Raw. SmackDown, there's a nice little, uh, preview promo from Finn Balor talking about how the, he doesn't summon the demon, the demon summons him, you know, type of thing. And it's more stuff for the buildup for him and Roman at Extreme Rules. NXT 2.0 this week it wasn't a bad show. Uh, we do have a new cruiserweight champion, Roderick Strong. Um, unfortunately defeating Kushida. Maybe cry a little bit. Yep. Uh, we had Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa team up in the main event, taking on Pete Dunn and um, what's his face? Rich Holland. Yeah, it's Ridge Holland. So, I'm talking Breaker. Breaker looks good. Yeah, he's like he's, probably been the best one of the Absolutely. And he sounds so much like a Steiner. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's uncanny. All, all he needed to do was say "Holla" if you hear me, <laughs> and that crowd would have lost their shit. Like it was literally listening to, like, like if you weren't paying attention to the TV at all, you really would have thought that was Rick or Scott Steiner in the ring. Like, I mean, he sounded he sounded more like Scott than he did Rick, but I mean, it was still like he got that that Steiner. That Steiner voice to him. Yeah. I just wish they would go back, would go to calling him Steiner and recognize the legacy of the Steiner name. Yeah, have him come out in like a Michigan State jacket. And that Michigan yeah. State Michigan jacket. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, he's already wearing like the same style of singlet. So, yeah. Like, to the wild ass colors, but. It's, that's pretty awesome though. But he's definitely been one of the ones that's, that's definitely you need to keep your eye on. Like he's the, uh, the prime example of what Vince looks for in talent and I think he's gonna go pretty far. Yeah. Uh, what else? Anything else? Listen from NXT. I think those were like the two big ones. I think so. I don't think that goes. All right. Um, NWA, we had power surge this week, so we didn't actually get a NWA power. Uh, there's a couple good matches on there if you want to check those out. There's actually a, uh, women's match. I think it was a six woman tag match or a triple threat match. Something like that. I can't remember. Um, I think it was a triple threat match. I think it was, um, 2D Lynn, um, someone else and someone else. I don't know. The one chick that wrestles like she's a 50s wrestler. Yeah. So, and, uh, I think Lady Frost might have been the other one in the uh, match, but. Something, something Kitty, right? Or, yeah. Thunder Kitty. Thunder Kitty. Yeah. Thunder Kitty. Yeah. yeah. That was the big thing there. All right. Let's get into it. AEW this week. Carl, I know you watched AEW. Garrett, did you get to watch it? I watched. 
Uh, I'll be at least you watch Danielson and Omega. Yeah, I watched that. That was by far. I'm gonna say it's like the most anticipated. I was gonna say that match was probably gonna be match. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I'm fucking. I'm just uh, it. <laughs> I'm trying to think where I stopped. I didn't watch the main event because you guys made me feel like I didn't need to watch it. it you really didn't. Like that should not have been the main event. Um. Oh. I watched bits and pieces of the Malachi Cody. I remember watching a little of that. Apparently, Cody, like, I made some comments about him being, like, evil Knievel, and a lot of people are saying he's, like, Homelander from the boys. Interesting. I think it is. But that jacket and that cape was more evil Knievel than Homelander to me. But Yeah, I, I thought it was evil Knievel. Like, when I first saw it, I thought, like, oh, he's trying to be evil Knievel. Yeah, but I think he did say he was getting Homelander-inspired gear made, but that might have been what it was. Uh, but it looked evil, can evil to me. Like, you should have just came out on a damn motorcycle and jumped the ring. What is Homelander? <laughs> it's a, he's a character on, I think it's The Boys on Amazon. Yeah, it's a superhero movie. Yeah. Or oh. show, excuse me, sorry. It's actually... Yeah, it's like it was really good. Yeah. I haven't I've got a chance to check it out, but her is really good. Yeah, but uh we saw the return of Brandy Rose this week too. Yeah. yeah. So she had a nice little spot where uh, Malachi did the uh, the backflip off the rope and then sat down in the middle of the ring and did his little bow thing. And <laughs> Brandy like rolled in the ring. Sat down in front of him and flipped him off. Told him, oh, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> man, that was good. I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. Like, that's probably, like, the best thing Brandy's done since she's been in AEW. <laughs> uh, it is cool to see Brandy back. Um, and that match was pretty good. It wasn't as good as Danielson and Omega. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. I like the way they set it up, too. They set it up for another match. Cause it's like oh, Absolutely. Yeah, well, uh, it was so funny when I started to watch the match. I was like, there's no way this this match is not having a clean finish. Like, there's no way. So, like, no. the whole time you think that the Bucks of some kind are going to interfere or somebody. No, I didn't. It did what it should have done. No, what what I what I thought, I thought, I thought Daniel Branson was going to get the win. Like, because they made it a non-title match. I'm like, oh, they made it a non-title match. So... Uh, you think? Yeah, Daniel Bryan. Oh, I didn't realize it was a non-title match. Yeah, yeah. it was non-title. Yeah. So we're gonna get we're gonna get like a full full on series of matches between these two, and they're just gonna try to outdo each match. And that's and that's the Kenny Omega that you know should be the wrestler of the year. You know what I mean? Like, yes, that's what we've been wanting to see like that bullshit death match and. Stupid shit he's been doing. Like this is what we wanted to see, Kenny. This right here. Yes. This this is what we said was it last week or the week before about Kenny Omega not having, you know, that match of the year candidate until now. Like we're just pretty much just biding our time till Danielson and Punk showed up in AEW, and we get like prime match of the year 2021 candidate right here, if not match of the year. Unless they outdo it with the next match, but like this, 
like you couldn't have someone win. It had to be a draw. We have to set up another match. Yeah. Like you think how big that match is going to be going into their next pay per view, and that's probably where we're going to get it is full gear. Yeah. Like how big are the buy rates going to be for that pay per view? And see, to me, this is when they should have did the down belt collection thing. Like, if Kenny went into this as like the like belt collector instead of you yeah. know dropping it to Chris and Cage, uh, like two weeks ago, or it's probably been a little bit over two weeks ago. But still, it's like this would put you on top of the world, like having this kind of cowboy match and being the champion of multiple companies. Like, I don't know, you kind of dropped the ball there, but. But um, with Christian though, we'll talk about that um briefly here. Like he did wrestle Austin Theory at Victory Road, not Austin Theory, Ace Austin. Jesus, Mary and Joe. <laughs> uh, he defeated Ace Austin at Victory Road. Um, Josh Alexander actually stepped up as Christian's opponent for Bound for Glory. So I, uh, Garrett and I talked about this a little bit too. Uh. Alexander is going to take that title off of Christian. I think so too. So I think that's why they why they dropped the Impact title to Christian is so he can drop it to an Impact guy, and it wouldn't make Kenny Omega look like you know all these other guys are beating me. Um, are you know, I'm beating all these other guys like freaking Andrade and you know yeah. Moxley and like these big name talent? Then I've got. You know, Joe Schmo on Impact just pinned me for their championship. So, whereas someone like Legend Status, like Christian, beats Kenny Omega for the Impact title, it's it's not that big of a blow to Kenny's momentum. I don't know. To me, they they get like a loss to Moose or somebody wouldn't be that bad. No, absolutely not. Moose Moose really was that that big contender that probably could have taken that title off of Omega. But they, but Tony Khan like dictates when Omega loses, apparently. So, yeah. But I guess he didn't want him to lose to an impact guy, he wanted him to lose to an AEW guy. But it's cool for Christian to lose to an impact guy. So, yeah. Well, I guess because Christian would be an impact guy. Yeah. But honestly, how cool would Josh Alexander versus Kenny Omega have been? That would have been good. That would have been good. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else on there. We had, there was tag team match with FTR and who the hell they they wrestled? FTR and uh, Sting and Darby Allen. Oh, Sting, Sting and Darby Allen. That's right. It's actually a decent match. Blanked on that one. Oh. Yeah, it, it wasn't bad. Yeah, you know, Andrew. Sting looked good. He didn't do a whole lot, but he looked good. Um, yep. And FTR, I mean, one of the best tag teams going today. Uh, Absolutely. You know, Darby Allen. Oh, did you ever check out that sign? I missed it. Like, I kept looking for it, but I couldn't see it. It was like when Darby Allen came out. I could have swore it said, what did it say? I thought it said something like, Darby Allen can cough and drop on my corn cob or something. I don't, I don't know what it said, but it was like, no, it was weird. I was like, I wish I was, cause I was illegally streaming it <laughs> and I couldn't rewind the stream to go back to see what it said, but yeah. That's funny. 
That's <laughs> probably something like. Oh no, the Macho Man Madness guy. Uh, oh, that dude was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Straight on, full on NWO Savage front, yeah. like three rows is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that New York crowd, man, uh, especially like at an event. They're not like WWE where they're like, hey, you know, we don't want shit on yeah. camera. Yeah, it's, it's, it well, was that's cool. the thing too is like, everybody's like, oh, Punk's not going to get that reaction outside of Chicago. Oh, and he got, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he got a pretty big reaction in, uh, in New York. So, um, this, you know, this wherever, is New York, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to say for probably, for the next little bit, like any place that they go that they haven't been to yet, and Punk's there, Punk's gonna get that big of a reaction every place that yeah. they go to. Yeah, I mean everybody still likes like I don't think I know any wrestling fans. I mean, it says like wrestling fans that you know didn't watch the Punk, um, Punk stuff. Like I don't know anybody that's not a fan of Punk. Like even people that weren't familiar with Punk, like watched it. Like if they just started watching wrestling or whatever, or you know, younger fans just getting into it, like they they watch Punk's Return on Rampage. Yeah, it was uh, it was one of those things. It was pretty good. Um, we had Britt Baker defend the knockout. Not knockouts. What the fuck am I saying? Knockout. <laughs> <laughs> Britt Baker defends the women's title against Ruby Soho in the main event. Um. I don't think this should have been the main event. I think we talked about that um, briefly. Yeah. But Carl, you and I agreed, and Garrett, you didn't watch it because this is what we said about it. Um, but it was it was a lackluster match, yeah. and a lackluster main event. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Like, well, com- compared to some of the matches yeah. that we had on the show prior to this, it it was definitely a a drop off for for a main event. Yeah, do you, I mean, do you want to know? Out, do you want to know what should have happened? What made it better? What? What's up? They, they should have had Paul White versus uh, uh, QT Marshall before it. <laughs> 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 that that would have made it better. They had yeah, uh, definitely would have made it better. They had, they had Sting and Darby Allen and FTR uh, before that. It's like. And there was no, there's like no real build besides, you know, uh, Ruby Soho winning the, um, the casino battle royal and then a couple of trash talking promos and that was it. Yeah. And it's like, you've been building Melkai and, and Cody Rhodes for a while. Uh, you've been building Brian Pillman Jr. and MJF for a while. Um, even the thing at Darby Allen FTR, you know, they damn been building it for a long while, but still it was more of a, a feud than uh than the women's title match. Cause I, I thought I thought the Sting Darby Allen match was gonna be the the um the finisher. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh yeah, they got Sting, okay, that's okay, you could probably and then it's like, Oh no, we're gonna have the it's like Brit Breaker's not that good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I I like Britt Baker, I like Ruby Soho. Um, I just 
that just is not was was not a main event caliber match. Like Malachi and Cody should have been the main event. Like I don't know who put this card together, but like I understand not I understand kicking the show off with Omega and Danielson because if you would have ended the show with that match and it came out as a draw, you know, people would have been pissed going home that that match ended in a draw. Yeah, I don't think so. I I think so. Like people want a want a decisive winner, especially if it's a match that they've been waiting to see forever, like a dream match type scenario, like this what like this pretty much was up until um, Wednesday night. <clears throat> like I would have been mad. Like if, been I was, if it was like a no contest, even the shit where it was like a no contest or something, or my interfered. Or- yeah, it still makes me mad. <laughs> but Co- Cody and Malachi should have been the main event. Like, plain and simple. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't going to be Danielson and Omega, then it should have been Cody and Malachi. Yeah. Or at least MJF and Brian Pillman Jr. Like, something that people were invested in. Yeah. That's definitely true. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got. Impact everybody, Wrestling. Brian Pillman Jr. I tell you, everybody's wanting Brian Pillman Jr. to beat up MJF. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen eventually. Like Pillman's gonna get. Yeah. His. We'll we'll get his with MJF. So. Uh Impact Wrestling. We had Victory Road this past weekend too. Uh, we talked a little bit about that with uh, Christian defending against Ace Austin. Um, we didn't do picks for this. We talked a little bit about the card. Um, <clears throat> pretty much the way it went down, Steve Macklin defeated Petey Williams and TJP. Uh, Laredo Kid defeated Black Tarus, Jake Something, John Schuyler, and Trey Miguel in a five-way scramble. Uh, Taylor Wilde defeated Sunil Dashwood. Matt Cardona defeated Rohit Raju. Uh, Bullet Club, Chris Bay and Hickaleo defeated Finjuice. Uh, Moose and W. Morrissey defeated Edwards and Sammy Callahan. Callahan actually got injured, um, and will be out until next year, some point, probably midpoint next year. Uh, so we will not see Sammy Callahan on TV for quite a bit. Um, Havoc and Rosemary successfully defended against Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles. Uh, the Good Brothers defended against Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Alexander retained against Chris Saban and Christian Cage retained against Ace Austin by pinfall. So, so like I said, we'll see Josh Alexander battle for glory, challenge Christian for the Impact World Championship. That is one of the big things that came out of that. Do we want to talk about the Rampage stuff? Uh, we got spoilers for it. Yeah, you want me to tell you the whole thing? Well, we're not coming out till Saturday anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, alright, so CM Punk defeated Powerhouse Hobbs via pinfall. Nice, oh, and, really? uh, Punk's, Punk was <laughs> back in, uh, back in Trump's instead of the long tights they had on. Uh, yes. Uh, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks defeated Christian Cage and Jurassic Express via pinfall. What? Ending sequence saw Luchasaurus get hit with Panama Sunrise, BTE Trigger, and the last shot. Oh, wow. Luchasaurus got hit with a Panama Sunrise? <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine what that looked like. Oh, I gotta watch that. 
Men of the Year defeated Inner Circle, Chris Jericho, and Jake Hager. Post-match, American Top Team beat up Jericho and Hager. Tony Khan came out to stage and gets roughed up a little by ATT. Oh, of course. It's like the same shit that did Impact. AEW TNT champion Miro attacks Sammy Guevara and Fuego Del Sol during their cue card segment. Miro throws Fuego off the stage. Miro applies game over on Guevara. He tears a card in half that says, the next TNT champion. Guevara, I think, is going to be the one that... uh, Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, Lucha Bros, Santana, and Ortiz defeated Private Party, The Butcher, and The Blade. Uh, Penelope Ford defeated Anna Jay. Ford received some help from the Bunny to win the match. Ty Conti runs out post-match to help make the save. Ford and Bunny take control with Hardy H-O-F-O. We're going to say H-F-O. Blocking the ring. Orange Cassidy, Chris Statlander, and the Dark Order, all of them, out to help. They chase off the heels and Dark Order stands in the ring. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson abandon the group without giving handshakes. Uno teases going down the heel tunnel, but goes down the other one with Grayson. Big hug in the ring without Colt Cabana, who is on the stage and looks to be upset about what's going on with the group. Uh, Dark Order is a lot of split tension going on with the Dark Order. And then this is what you need to hear. Because I already heard this. You'll You'll be super excited. Uh, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston defeated Suzuki and Lance Archer in a lights out match. Huge Eddie chance and Suzuki's theme was super hot with the live crowd. Multiple weapons, trash can lid, kendo sticks, belt are used in the match. Kingston gets put through a table. Moxley gets handcuffed, hit with trash can lid and kendo sticks. Homicide shows up and helps out Kingston and Moxley during the match. He ends up cutting the handcuffs to free Moxley. Kingston puts a trash can over Archer's head and whacks it with a kendo stick over 20 times and gets the pinfall victory for himself and Moxley. <laughs> That's right. Ooh. Awesome. Yep. Homicide. Man, <clears throat> that was the main That's event. What's up. That is yeah. what's up. The real king of New York, baby. Homicide. I thought he was contract. Well, I think he's contracted with Ring of Honor still. He is contracts with, I thought it was Impact. But a maybe Ring of Honor. It's either one of those two. I think it's Ring of Honor. Maybe it's he Ring hasn't of been impacted in a while. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I know he's under contract. I know with uh, two of them. I know Kingston had brought in um, Hernandez and Homicide to take on Pride and Powerful for like the rights of LAX. So it was, uh, Conan had. Um, Kicked Kingston out of LAX because he was part of LAX with uh, uh, P&P. And Conan ended up kept kicking Kingston out because they had this big feud. And then Kingston brought in the OG LAX, Fernandez and Homicide, to fight P&P. But uh, P&P ended up picking up the win and able to, and were remained LAX. Yep. Awesome. So Rampage this week, man, I'll tell you, like, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. Um, cause I'll be at a wedding actually Friday night. Or yeah. was at a wedding, full disclosure, <laughs> as we record on Thursday night. <laughs> so definitely go back and check that out. I DVR it every week. I just never get back to watch it. 
And I'd DVR all of them. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's go from that. That's bell to bell. Um, actually, shit, we're not done with bell to bell. Um, guess what else is this weekend, y'all? Oh, God. Oh, oh fucking rules. shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, rules dude. I forgot all about it. Hold on, I'll night. thing for it. I've got the cell phone once. I'll probably watch. Football. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't. I, Chris and I were talking about this at Raw. And it's something he, like, he, it's something I didn't even really think about. And I was telling him about. None of these matches have stipulations. There's only one match with a stipulation. Yeah. It's Roman and Finn as an Extreme Rules match. Every other match has no Extreme stipulation. Right. None. So the I've only, only one that's seen even one, close. two, three, four, five, six matches. Uh, six matches on Wikipedia. Um, the only thing that's even close to having a stipulation or no stipulations or not sure a stipulation is a triple threat match for the U.S. title. Yeah. There's no, there's no count out or DQ in a triple threat match. Right. <laughs> so that's pretty much yeah. the only other match on here. Um, all right. So let's go. Here we go. Lynn Morgan versus Carmella. How is this even on the pay per view? <laughs> it just is. is. <laughs> we I all know Liv's winning. The other match, the other match that's not listed on here too is um Big E versus Lashley. Is that on the card though? I don't really I'm know. Sure, I'm pretty sure it was. I thought they announced it Monday. Maybe they did. Well, I'm sure that's what we'll get for Monday. For the, I'm sure they'll have it on here at some point. Man, damn. Big Ever or Liv Morgan versus Carmella. Yep. Like, is that something anybody wants to see? I mean, no, nice. but. Look nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's not, like, any type of match I want to watch, but. I can think of, like, other ways that would make me watch. Other things that make me want to watch Liv Morgan versus Carmella. Uh, do you guys even want to do picks for this pay per view? No. Okay. Gosh, no, dude. <laughs> We're all probably going to pick the same exact thing for every match. Okay. <laughs> so let's, all right, let's, let's talk a bit about this, the, the card overall. Um, so what we've got Liv Morgan versus Carmella. We have the Usos uh taking on the Street Profits, SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, um, Extreme Rules match, Roman Reigns versus the Demon Finn Balor, um, Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship, triple threat match for the US title, Priest versus Hardy versus Sheamus, and then SmackDown Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. And I'm really certain that they added Big E versus Bobby Lashley to this card. Um, I just don't know why it's not. Who knows? On Wikipedia. I'm pretty, even if it's not, I'm pretty sure we're getting Big E versus Lashley. Like, it just makes sense. Yeah, the triple threat would probably be the best match on there. More More than likely. Yeah. 
I mean, the the Finn Balor Roman Reigns has like potential to be really good, depending on how good Finn Balor can carry Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably the only match I'm really looking forward to, honestly, is the, the Finn and Roman match. But yeah. Like other than that, there's not really I, mean, I know Roman's probably gonna win. Man, uh, it, I really hope Brock interferes and Finn wins. Huh? I really hope Brock interferes and Finn wins. Think Brock will interfere? Hell dude, I I I'm hoping here. So it's fucking. Why would you? That's a hill move. Like <sighs> Finn Balor wins, he'll win it straight up. I don't think Finn's gonna win. I think well, Roman's Finn's gonna go over. Gonna yeah, Roman's going over Finn. Like it's kind of a waste of the demon, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, he's only lost once as the demon. I think so. It's and probably that against, and that was against Owens. That's it. Yeah. Or no, Samoa Joe. Sorry. I was going to say, I thought it was Joe. It was Joe. I was thinking. Yep. NXT. It was in the uh, cage match. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so it actually does not look like... Well, the other thing is, too, is with them having... Because you know they're doing the draft and stuff, too, on SmackDown yeah. this week, I think. Most of this is going to be next week. It next starts week. the first, which is next Friday. Next Friday. Has the um, has the Usos little brother? Has he started wrestling he, yet? He's in the performance uh, center, I think. Performance center, yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know if they'd like just straight up introduce him as like part of the tribe, or they'd make him go to like NXT or something. I, yeah, I don't know. Dude, I'm sorry, but like WWE needs to do something with New Japan because I want to see the Bloodline versus the Bullet Club. Yeah, <laughs> Gorillas of Warfare specifically. I mean, dude, we're getting the Bullet Club versus the or Elite. Gorillas of Destiny. The Bullet Club versus the Elite. Yeah. <laughs> when are we getting Bullet Club versus the Elite? At some point. At some it's point. Happen. Oh, oh, I yeah. know something that we should have put in the news. Uh, G.O.D. running uh, Gallows and Anderson out of the ring. I know something we should have put in the news. All for glory. Saw it earlier. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, Bow for glory, we're going to see the Gorillas of Destiny show up. Uh, Brian Strowman, I think, is going to be at Bow for glory. I think Strowman's gonna be. I think I, I heard rumors he's gonna be there. I don't know. I think he. I think he's gonna end up signing with Impact, honestly. And I think we're gonna. Get, I think Bray is gonna go to AEW. But everyone seems to be pushing for Bray to take over the Dark Order. But we'll see what happens. I would there. rather see. Yeah, I don't know. The doctor is then get a little corny again. Um, yeah, I would. Uh, uh, I'd like to see him in Impact because I mean, because the AEW wasn't gonna do like first Miro for the TNT title or something. 
Yep. Right. As he goes to Impact, he's, he's got a shot at being like, you know, top champion, yeah. Impact world champion. Uh, it's not to say that he probably doesn't have a shot being, you know, AEW world champion. I mean, he's a former universal champion. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I know something I forgot to say. I assume you saw it, but you saw who it was and you didn't want to put it on the news. So I figured I'd just bring it up anyway. Uh, <laughs> did you see that, uh, Marty Skrull's gonna wrestle again. What? Huh? He's apparently going to be wrestling at a wrestling company, CWA, in San Juan, Puerto Rico, on October 23rd at a Halloween fan fest. Interesting. Yep. CWA. What if that's, um, I think that's the, isn't that the one that, um. I think that's Carlito's family. Yeah, what I'm trying to say. I think it's that one. Yeah. Cause that's the, cause there's only one like huge promotion in Puerto Rico. Yep. And so I, I'm I think, pretty sure it's I that think that's CWA. Yeah. Yep. So he's supposed oh. to be wrestling me. Are you going, Gary? Um, <laughs> no. Awesome. You should tell, uh, you should tell him. Tell my dad to go. I think he'll be in Puerto Rico then too. <laughs> I was gonna be in Puerto Rico. Uh, he's cool on it sometime. Alright. Oh shit balls. Okay. Uh we don't really give a shit about extreme rules. <laughs> nope. Uh let's go ahead. Let's Let's go vintage throwdown. Let's talk about something that we do. The WrestleGeddon Podcast is brought to you each and every week by StackOfCards.com. Yes, that's StackOfCards with a Z.com. The best place for your trading card fix. Whether it's new packs or vintage packs, sports cards or entertainment cards, StackOfCards.com has everything you need to feed that trading card addiction. Plus, if you use the code VINTAGE at checkout, you'll save an additional 10% off your order. So pick up your cards today at stackacards.com. That's stackacards with a z.com. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's let's go vintage throwdown. Let's talk about something that we do give a shit about. <sighs> All right, vintage throwdown this week. We are looking back. Still keeping with the Owen Hart theme. We touched, talked a little bit about this during our uh, favorite Owen Hart feud. SummerSlam 1997. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Owen Hart. Now, this match is infamous for uh, the big thing with Owen breaking Austin's neck with a pile driver. And this was the, also the match where Austin won his first Intercontinental Championship title. It's also got probably like one of the worst finishes at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, you just got his neck broke. I'm like, how does he think the match is supposed to end? Yeah. So. I mean, it's one of those things too where it's like, I don't know. If I, if I like to think if I was a wrestler and I got my neck broke, I would just let the dude that broke my neck pin me. Right. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I was like, like, we're calling an audible. <laughs> Just pin me. <laughs> yep. This is what we got. So, um, up until the point where, um, Austin got his neck broke, this was actually a really solid 
technical yeah. matchup, which you don't see very often from Austin, yeah. especially as uh, Stone Cold. So we had Austin was more of the the brawler um, than he was like the the technician. So seeing yeah, that mean, side of Austin come out was was always a treat. Look like the ringmaster out there. Yeah. <laughs> But such a great matchup. Um, trying to think of like any aside from the the pile driver. Now so fucking bad too. Yeah, you knew. I I knew like when I saw it, like because you know I I don't really remember the match. I mean, I may have watched it before, but like you know when that happens, like he did not land right. No, it, it was something wrong immediately. So, but the point with that is, is it Austin's fault for landing that way, or is it Owen's fault for even fucking doing the move wrong? It, it was Owen's fault. For... Yeah, it definitely looked like Owen's fault on my end. Pretty sure. Yeah, he's supposed to hold his head up a little higher. And... Yeah, he like he had it a little too low. Just a wee bit. Just, Just a, wee a wee bit. bit. <laughs> um, yeah, so actually this whole pay-per-view wasn't really that bad. Like, we saw a main event was Bret Hart versus The Undertaker. Um, what else was in here? Goldust versus Triple H. Was one of the matches on here as well. Uh, Legion of Doom versus The Godwins. So much stuff on this card, especially in 1997. This is like um, WWE starting to transition more towards the Attitude era with this. Um, and you can kind of see that in some of the stuff that they were doing, especially with Austin's character. Um, I think Undertaker had made more of a, a transition, too, instead of being like the standard Undertaker and like the black and gray you know, with the gloves and the the purplish over the boots and all that fun stuff. Like his traditional ring attire, I think he's starting to um, transition into a more, like, darker, more edgy look with his character. But. Yeah. Did this have, um, which, um, I would say, which call it? Did this, did this have the, uh, the Disciples of Apocalypse? Yes. Yeah, it was uh, DOA versus uh, um, Los Pericuas. Yeah. It was like an eight-man tag match. Yeah. Was after... <laughs> oh, my God. This this part of, like, WWE, WWF always cracks me up because you had the Nation, and you had Crush and Savio Vega as part of the Nation. Then they get kicked out of the Nation. Then they start their own groups. Um, I couldn't even remember all the names of Los Pericos besides Savio Vega. And I think there is a guy in there named Jose or Jesus. One of the two. Just know that there's one guy that's really hairy. Yes. (laughs) But then like DOA, I can tell you it was Chains. It was Crush, Chains, Eight Ball, and Skull. Yeah. That's because eight, eight ball 
A-Ball and Skull uh, went to WCW, right? Yes. Yes, the, the Harris bro- the Harris brothers. Yeah. Ron and Don Harris. <laughs> Actually, I think all of them went the, to WCW because it wasn't on um, Chains. I can't remember who Chains right. was. But, you know, obviously Crutch was uh, Brian Clark. I just remember the Harris brothers having a, a good match with uh, my boys, uh, PG-13, on, uh, like, WCW Saturday night. Yeah. So much good stuff there. But yeah, definitely, if you have not seen that match with Owen versus Austin, definitely go check it out. Uh, you can find it on Peacock. Just search, just go to uh, the SummerSlam tab. I believe it was Season 10. Is what they have it labeled. That should be SummerSlam 97. And it's going to be towards like the end of the pay-per-view. Uh, if you live anywhere outside the U.S., you can just type in Owen Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, and it'll probably be one of like the first two matches. Yeah. Pretty yeah. good. So, bastards. Uh, no, I did. That's pretty good. Uh, is go to, uh, like YouTube. It's either YouTube or Daily Motion and just type in, like, uh, Owen Hart, New Japan. Uh, there's some pretty good matches there, uh, Owen Hart had in Japan too. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Or, you know, he signed with WWF. Yep. All right. So that's I was um, going to say, I got some, I got some, I just went on social media and saw some news I thought was kind of funny because I didn't watch all of NXT. So I figured you would know since you watched it, Chris. Did you yeah. see the, uh, the Joe Gacy segment with Cameron Grimes? Yeah, that's what I was reading before we started, uh, recording. <laughs> he might have already been fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, I'm dying. All right. Let's get yeah, I guess horsemen. he said the, uh, he said the, uh, the ring is a safe space. Um, like he's being like this whole like woke thing and making fun of like liberal America or whatever it is. So <laughs> like, uh, whatever. Then of course Fox News picked it up and ran with it. And, uh, of course y'all do. Yeah. Freaking character. WWE always has some sort of character that represents what's like the hot topic or what's going on in that time frame. So yep. All right. Awesome. Uh Vintage Showdown this week. So that was the Owen Hart versus Austin SummerSlam ninety seven. Uh let's get into it. Some plugs and shout outs here as we always do as we end the show this week. Um the four horsemen of the wrestling podcast. You can check out our friends um uh, at the Fig Cave with Phil Gentile. Um, I hasn't really dropped anything recently. Um, he did an unboxing, uh, which you can listen to on the Fig Cave feed. Uh, I know he's still doing the fantasy football stuff, but I haven't seen anything new drop for that. Um, I just missed it, but make sure you're subscribed to them to wherever you listen to your podcast at so you don't miss, uh, the latest episodes. Um, our friends Tommy and DJ over at the Run In Podcast. You guys can check them out each and every week as well. Talking all things wrestling, pop culture, football, and pretty much whatever else they feel like talking about. Um, and our good friend Kenny over at the call up, um, who's got some interviews that should be dropping soon. He was actually in attendance last night for Dynamite as well, being in uh, New York City. That's where uh, Kenny is from. 
So good times there. Be sure to follow, like, subscribe, wherever they, wherever you get your podcast from and their YouTube channels. And then you can always check out thefigcave.com and join one of the greatest free Facebook wrestling figure groups um, in the Fig Cave. Lots of cool guys in that group, always out hunting, looking for figures. Uh, anything that's on the pegs currently is always retail plus shipping. So if you're looking for something, you're having a hard time finding it, whether it be other scalpers, other collectors, who knows, poor distribution, definitely join this group and get in on the, on the phone, find what you're looking for. That's, uh, that's pretty much it for plugs and shout outs. Theme of the week this week, Gary, it is your pick. What you got for us? Well, you know, I told you what I wanted to pick, but apparently it's not out yet. So we'll have to wait until like three more weeks till it's out. Hopefully by then we'll see. So then I figured, well, I may as well pick an Owen Hart theme. What's up? Why what, not? Which one do you want to pick? I told you I wanted to pick the new inspiration song, but it's not out yet. I'm sorry. You guys are going to have to wait. Not out yet. I already looked. <laughs> already looked. So we're just going to pick an Owen Hart theme, and I've been listening to him. And the only one I like is his Blue Blazer theme. So that's the one. The Blue Blazer theme? Oh, you don't like the one with the sirens? No, I just like the Blue Blazer one the most. Yeah, All right. Well, we will uh, end the show this week with your theme of the week, the Blue Blazer. Yeah, buddy, I can get behind that one. All right. So that's going to wrap it up. Um, be sure to follow us on social media again, Russell Getting Pod on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook.com slash Russell Getting Pod. Buy some merch over at our Pro Wrestling Tees store, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Russell Getting Podcast redbubble.com slash people slash wrestle get a pod where you can find exclusively on redbubble the damn wrestle get in podcast snapback hat so definitely check that out looks awesome uh, i'm probably going to order one myself because it looks pretty freaking sweet so definitely check that out there's some other exclusive shirts up there too some other exclusive designs that you're not going to find anywhere else outside of redbubble uh, one of them is our awesome Charlotte Flair parody shirt, uh, Splash Mountain, baby. Longest line for the wettest ride. Woo! Definitely check those out. Um, and that's it. On behalf of myself, Chris the Heat, Matthew, Scary G, Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Thank you all for checking out another edition of the Wrestle Again podcast. And we'll chat with y'all next week. Later, Marks. Um, Carl, Carl, <laughs> Carl, can you put your dick away? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no one on this airplane who wants to see your dick. <laughs> RVD is trying to sleep. He doesn't need you swinging like that.